Even though we sort of know that musicians don't earn much off Spotify, and it can feel a bit creepy, the algorithms appear to know our music tastes better than we do, still, we kind of love those services, don't we? It's easy to compile a playlist, uh, for one thing. It's very convenient to find an artist that you want. It's good not having to pay for music that you're not sure if you're going to like. But today we're focusing on the dark side of music streaming. Dr. Fabio Moriale is a senior lecturer in the School of Music at the University of Auckland and will be speaking on this topic at a Raising the Bar event in Auckland. Fabio joins me now. Hello there. Kia ora, Jesse. First of all, for, for people who weren't listening uh, yesterday when we chatted about it, um, remind us what Raising the Bar is. Um, it's an event organized by University of Auckland in which um, academics just talk in public about their research, something that possibly is interesting to the general public, and at various locations in Auckland, the 29th of August, so a couple of weeks. And tell me about your area of interest. How did you get involved in music as, a, as an academic? Um, well, my background is in computer science, uh, and then I've done my PhD in something related to, to music. I'm a musician myself. So I found this, uh, this space that was not really uh, studied a lot about the kind of the implication of some of the technologies that we use every day to listen to music, to create music, etc. What would you like people to think about? Um, in terms of, like, for in this talk? In terms of using streaming services, yeah. What, what is your well, talk going to be about? Just... Um, I just want like people to be a little bit more critical when they uh, pick the instruments, tools they use for um, listening to music um, and thinking about the consequences of um, like just delegating, for instance, decisions over what music to listen to to a streaming service. I'm going to focus mostly on Spotify because that's the well, that's the, the biggest streaming service. But also what I'm particularly studying in the last few years. I wrote some articles about it, and also is particularly problematic uh, in many ways uh, with some things that are only problematic for Spotify, not for other services. But to be honest, most of them, the comments that I'm going to make are you can extend it easily to other streaming services and even outside of music. When we talk about you know recommendation, it's not just about music recommendation, but when we are asking a service to tell us what we like in terms of movies um, and music and, and purchases that we might have, all the comments is quite similar. Yeah. Let's talk about algorithms first. People, I think, quite enjoy this little feature of Spotify that if um, if they listen to a few different songs, Spotify will say, hey, I noticed you like those ones. Try this. It uh, makes it a lot easier than heading to the record store and listening to record after record after record of trying to find something you like. Anything that should concern us about the use of algorithms by these services? Well, there are a few concerns. Um, to start with, they're not transparent at all. We have no idea what goes into them, how they inform the recommendations. But what we do know is that Spotify has some commercial agreements with labels to push specific artists. And that is in the terms and conditions. It's written that we might have, uh, in, like, somehow uh, our recommendation might be influenced by our commercial agreements. Um, it's just that, it, that's, so that's one obvious concern. Another concern is that Spotify's. Sorry, can you just explain that to me? So yeah. it's not necessarily that it's picking the songs that we will most like. There is a chance, and it's perfectly legal for them to accept, say, money from a record company to push certain artists. Yep, or individual artists. So they asked artists to take 
a cutback in the revenue for being promoting specific playlists. So these are other agreements that, of course, they don't share with the public because they don't, ha they don't have to, right? It's just agreements between two private things. Uh, yeah, so that they end up influencing. So, of course, they don't suggest something that's completely unrelated to you. I don't think that happens much. And it's also actually one of the problems that we can talk about in another time. Uh, but, yeah, um, some, it's not just about the personalizing to the high ex extent what you might like, but there are other factors that are... Um, connected, among which the fact that um, Spotify, as I was saying, is partially owned by Sony and Universal, that are the biggest labels. When I say partially owned, I mean that Spotify, Spotify is a publicly listed company and Spotify and Universal have a lot of shares. So, you know, we can't say it out loud, but you know, the chances that they kind of push their own artists is kind right. of um, a legitimate concern. Let's What's say, the problem if we like the music, Fabio? Well, of course, it's not a problem. That's why Spotify is so successful. So the problem is quite, um, it's, it's more latent. It's more, it's more subtle the way uh, in which this thing is a problematic aspect. And that's why I need 40 minutes to talk to explain uh -huh. it further. It's really about the freedom of choice. Uh, when you delegate the freedom of choice to an algorithmic a curator, let's call it, uh, it's even more problematic than delegating to, um, for instance, a, a human curator. And there are a lot of, um, issues about it, one has to do with affected by design, these algorithmic systems that are, you know, AI-based, artificial intelligence-based algorithms, they tend to um, keep suggesting you the same things all over again, because they don't want to fail you, they don't want to just you to move to another service, so it's not in their interest to be really educating you or suggesting things that might be huh. A little bit one of these disruptor events that we all had in our life as listeners that kind of changed a little bit the course of our um, taste, let's say. Yeah, I love so that. We, yeah, you've explained mm -hmm. that very well. Um, Thanks. It's not really in Spotify's interests to take a risk with our tastes. No, not not at all. And yeah, so again, if if of course we can sometimes be receptive to suggestions that friends might have, but it's quite unlikely. And this is just one of the consequences the, of, you know, of like be, having this called lean back approach in which you don't actually decide what you listen to, but you just allow something else to decide for you. And again, we can, we're going to talk about free will. We're going to talk also about how uh, having the world at your fingertip is actually considered the narrative of Spotify is that you need their help. You need guidance. So they treat you a little bit like a child and and you need guidance there's too much out there so there's a problem right instead of being an asset you need guidance and here we are ready for to help you but of course we need to also think what are the priorities of these people that are there supposedly helping you and somehow really shaping your your music education like so who are we entrusting our music education and music taste and so these companies what about them? So, you know, doing some investigation, we are going to talk a little bit about the CEO of Spotify, kind of a little bit of this dodgy um, background and um, and how even Spotify evolved from the ashes of Napster, the illegal streaming service. Um, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot to unpack. Um, what does Spotify want from us? What is success when it comes to Spotify and its users? Do they well, want like, me to be on there for as long as as possible is that what it is attention or, or use well it's, it's probably attention right they want to outcompete their competitors like apple music title Quobus, and all these on youtube amazon and 
but the thing is that they don't necessarily you know care about uh, helping musicians that's a, a narrative that should be dismantled immediately they even created competition within spotify when they open to podcasts like now you know there is big market on podcasts as well on spotify so basically they created attention um like competition for attention of the listener not just to other for other musicians but even for podcasters because you can't do the same thing and like listen to podcasts and to music at the same time so um what do they want is attention they want retentions of subscriptions that's again going back to the discussion we had before why this shouldn't be um, you know giving you some brave um, suggestions that are a little bit outside of the box and yeah their business model you know of course is secretive i'm not a you know, a legal um, expert in, in finance, but um, I guess the revenue and the, and the profit, the, the shares, um, just definitely retaining the users is, is something important. It's not important to treating artists fairly. I'm not even going to talk about it because it's, you know, very well known how badly uh, artists are treated. It's been, you know, all over the news in the last few years. Is AI interesting to you um, in this context? Yeah, it's very interesting because, um, as I was mentioning, AI is currently used to recommend songs. So basically telling us, forging us what our music taste is and it's going to be. Now there is the next step with generative AI. Again, we keep hearing about it, you know, ChatGPT, Midjourney and all these things. There are already ways of creating music that is works really well. And guess what? Spotify is doing that as well. So Spotify has researchers working on generative AI music, and I know that because they go to conferences and Spotify researchers are there and they publish their work. Not just Spotify, there's Microsoft, TikTok, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, all of these big companies are involved into the, you know, this game of creating music with AI. So, you know, this, um, yeah, this, this quite a very likely that it's going to be, I mean, probably is already there in Spotify, some of the AI-generated music. There is definitely some AI-generated music, but not uh, necessarily from Spotify owns researcher so um there's probably going to be the next frontier and, and there's nothing we can do about it unless we decide to you know like stop playing this game because that's that's what we can do like you know our political power is always this say we don't we don't like this the way in which it is going there are alternatives we're going to talk about alternatives because people say what do i do do i restart you know downloading music spending 16 dollars per album instead of spending 16 dollars per month you can't do that yeah you know so what are the alternatives Good stuff. What? Um, how can people come and and watch your talk? Um, they will need to go to Eventbrite. Well, just go on a search engine, right? Raising the bar, Auckland, and it's going to be at the Tuning Fork at six thirty PM. But they need to register. It's free, I guess. I'm quite sure it's free, but they need to register, and there are limited uh, seats. So, yeah, better yeah. hurry up. Hey, great conversation. Well done, Dr. Fabio yeah, Moriale, Senior Lecturer in the School of Music at the University of Auckland, talking about the dark side of streaming services. Thank you.